Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Episode 51 of Cuckoo with Coco, and this is your hostess with the mostess, Coco, saying hello and wondering how you're doing. And week to week, I'm going to keep asking that because COVID ain't ever going to stop. And yes, I'm back in bed. And yes, you're going to hear my blankets. And that's going to be too bad because you've been with me for 51 episodes, and this is how we do things here. And it's a no, sh- it's no shenanigans, but all shenanigans is what's happening here. So how's everybody's week been? Has it been good? I hope you're answering back when I say these things, but I can't hear you just because. Um, it's been an interesting week. I don't even remember what happened from last week to this week, to be honest with you. I went to Laura's on Wednesday. Oh my God, I forgot this was playing in the background. God damn it. He's so loud. Sorry, that was my friend Julio streaming. I forgot to lower his stream. And... uh should probably lower that a little bit again so we don't hear his voice again. I don't know if you heard it or not, but I did and it was bothering me. So like I said, I don't really remember what happened between this week and last week. I know Wednesday I went to Laura's, Sunday I went to Laura's, Thursday and Friday, garbage days. Uh, the Department of Health came again, so that's twice last week. Uh, this time it was for an infection control survey, and which is basically they have people from the Department of Health come And they walk around the building and they check to make sure the units are, they have the proper PPE stuff that they need. And if they don't, this is the recommendations they make because COVID is going to take another nice little rise uh, over the winter time, which usually happens with a lot of um, respiratory illnesses like the flu or pneumonia or anything like that. Because, you know, the weather changes and germs and bacteria and people stop you know, being mindful of their hygiene and shit or whatever the case may be. But it seems that the flu and COVID are going to take a nice rise, not a dive, a rise. Uh, so actually it was, it was pretty stupid because Saturday I stayed up really late, but we'll, we'll discuss what happened on Saturday in a little while. What I want to discuss first is I actually watched a Grey's Anatomy episode the same Thursday it aired. And I never do that. Because I hate waiting from week to week to watch another episode, which I like to binge watch everything together so that I get all the information at the same time and I don't have to wait for another week to go by to figure out what the hell. Because me and my peeps that watch these shows are like, well, what do you think? And then it's like, well, what do you think? And then it's like, well, what do you think? And then it's like, well, what do you think? Like, everybody's doing this. I really cannot take any more stress. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I heard this from the Crystalia podcast that I used to listen to when he was a thing. And now he's like disappeared off the face of the earth. Cause you know, sexual assault, whatever. 
Not that it's whatever, but the whole thing has me so pissed that I'm whatevering it. Um, so he said something like, you know, he couldn't take another, like another thing going wrong and then his brain would break. Like if there was one more thing that happened to him in a succession of other bad things, his brain would break and that's it. And that's where I'm at right now. And we're reaching the end of the year and I have only probably two more episodes before we're in 2021. And that's fucking scary because... I have actually been pretty consistent with this podcast and it's been, it's, it's very rewarding lately. It lets me speak on things I would never normally speak about. And I'm speaking to you guys and it's fun because I'm getting more listeners. Like I said, yeah, listen, if you guys like what you're hearing, you got to help me grow this thing. Okay. You got to tell your friends, you have to have them subscribe, rate and review it. Uh, I might do a Patreon. I don't know if that would be beneficial or not. Uh, my listeners are increasing the, uh, my podcast is getting a lot of attention from like outside, like Audrey.com and friggin' Amazon podcast. Like I'm on Amazon podcast now. Uh, they wanted to, wanted my podcast before I even, uh, knew that Amazon podcast was a thing. Like I got an email saying, Hey, we're, we're launching this new platform and we're very interested in your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. When you get stuff like that, it always seems like it's a crock of shit because it always seems like it's spam. It always seems like it's never going to go anywhere, but it actually went somewhere. And I'm like, wow, okay. So I have another platform where more people can check it out. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get my podcast on Amazon Podcasts. Apparently, it's a whole separate thing now. And it's an app. You can get it in the uh, Apple, the app store or the Android market, the Google play market, whatever it is now, it changes so much. Who fucking knows? Anyway, a lot of things change. A lot of things stay the same. Who knows? But like I said, you know, when you get those emails saying, Hey, we have interest in this and this, and the same thing goes with jobs too, because it's like, indeed does this shit all the time where it sends you notifications about people who are interested in you. And then you'll send your resume or application out and then you won't hear shit back. So it's like, Hey, can you stop filling up my email with this because if it's not going to happen, I don't care. (laughs) So now that we've gone through all of that jazz and I actually did the episode number at the beginning of the episode and not the middle, which I did last week, which is really stupid. Uh, I have a couple of things, uh, announcements, which I'll probably do in, in the middle of the episode. So I'm going to try and keep track of my time. Um, so this week, like I said, like I was saying, the previous Thursday, last Thursday, I actually watched the Grey's Anatomy. I didn't watch it live, though. Had it on Hulu, like, immediately after the episode aired. And I watched it, and they brought back another character. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it already, stop right now and go watch it. Uh, they brought back George O'Malley. And I wasn't expecting that at all. So right now, Meredith is battling COVID. Uh, she's battling a lot of respiratory um, issues right now. And she's in and out of consciousness. Now, the first person they brought back was Derek. And he was in like the end of the first episode and like half of the second one. So we're on episode three now because Thanksgiving came. And uh, they don't do live episodes. Like they don't do new episodes on Thanksgiving, which they should. Because I would like to be, you know, (laughs) I would like to watch Grey's Anatomy and be lighthearted for a second. 
because all these holidays come up and everybody gets in their feelings and stuff like Thanksgiving and Christmas always brings out the best or worst in people. And, you know, there's never a good time to say or do anything because it's that middle period where suicide rates go up, <laughs> which isn't funny. But like, you can see the correlation of having to deal with all of this shit. Like, I have a huge family. Like, I have four siblings. I have my mother and my pops. Okay. So, and here's the stupid thing. Okay. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but everyone's stuff at the end of the year rolls together. So Thanksgiving comes, then it's my sister's birthdays, Abby and Abigail, Abby and Addison. Wow. Abigail and Addison, Jesus. And then December rolls around and it's the worst month ever because December 21st is my mom's birthday. Then we have Christmas and then we have my other brother and sister's birthday, Will and Grace. Yes, I said Will and Grace like the TV show because when my mom was pregnant with them, that's what we used to watch. So that being said, I will have no paycheck for Christmas. I mean, I'm going to try and be a little thrifty, but like my money is going to be gone. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening now. Um very, uh, things are happening very quickly. It's starting to get to me a little bit, it's starting to make me panic, <laughs> but I'm not giving up. So if this is what I want, I'm going to have to make it happen. Uh, I really wish people would stop calling to give me lectures every now and then. Um, even though things aren't working out the way they want it to, it's going to work out the way I want it to. And that's all that really matters at this point. Like I said, I am one stressful situation away from my brain breaking and having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> that's it one more serious piece of stress and i'm fucking done okay i'm done i'm going to get into the next rocket that i find and i'm gonna blast myself off into the moon and step out of it and my head's gonna explode because no oxygen in space anyway so back to gray's anatomy so they brought back george o'malley and it was one of the saddest episodes, not, not only because it was George, like everybody loves Derek and Meredith. Everybody loved them together until Shonda made him a piece of shit who like was into another girl for a second being away from Meredith. That sucked. She did it for a reason. Don't care. Um, so here's my issue. Sorry. So George coming back was not the biggest issue I had. The issue I had with it is that she is fucking killing me. Shonda, not Shonda. Shonda Rhimes doesn't even write for this show anymore. It's fucking Debbie Allen and stuff. Uh, Shonda like jumped ship and went to, uh, went to Netflix, which who wouldn't? Because it's the only really safe spot you can go to now. So, um, that's, that's what's happening with that. Sorry, I had to change a reminder and I wanted to make sure I did it so that it wouldn't go off during my episode because it's about 9.25. And in five minutes, if anyone knows me, everybody knows what happens in five minutes. I get a reminder that goes off and I have to tell her to stop. So, um, yeah, that's what's happening so far. Um, so George comes back and he's walking on this beach with Meredith and Meredith has concocted this beach scene as part of her quote-unquote heaven so it's kind of like her happy place so she's there talking to george and you know she tells him that she's mad at him because he put someone else's life ahead of his own 
And she was mad at the fact that he did that, but she knows why he did it. He's, he always went a hundred percent for all his people. He always cared and put everyone first, which is how he was on the show. And which is Meredith acknowledged that. And she said, uh, you know, she told him that, you know, he changed her life and, you know, tears like, Oh God, like you're going to kill me for this whole hour with a whole other experience. I can't do this. <laughs> like, I want to know who she's going to bring back next. Is she going to bring back more characters? Because some people, someone was telling me that they want to see Izzy and Alex come back. And I'm like, but they're not dead. So what capacity would they be coming back in? And um, George and anybody else she's seen in this beach setting have told her, you know, I wouldn't want to leave them either, meaning her kids. So we don't exactly know what's going to happen to her so far. I'm hoping she survives, but I'm pretty sure they can do the show without her. But they would probably have her ghost lingering around somewhere, which is also weird. But I think they could definitely do the show without her if they had to. Excuse me, I had the on. Um, but also, Owen. They did a thing to Owen that I was not too thrilled with. They made Owen a racist. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait a minute. So the guy who fought for our country, for all uh, intents and purposes, all people, is now being called a racist because, you know, mistake was made. And he judged uh, symptoms based on what he already knew instead of taking into consideration the heritage. So they made it seem like Owen was racist towards Asian Americans. So, uh... I don't remember what they said it was, but it had to do with like the lower right quadrant, which he diagnosed as appendicitis, but it was, it wasn't that, um, I forget what it was, but anyway, uh, what I thought was really, uh, interesting about it was that why, why even make that a thing too? Like we already have COVID stuff being thrown on our face. Now we're going to do the whole racism thing too. Jesus Christ. Can we catch a break? (laughs) Like, just let's catch a break, okay? Because I don't want to deal with stuff like that anymore. Like, I am so tired of everything these days that I don't even know what to do with the information I'm seeing anymore. Like, it's one of those situations. Like, everything in reality does not need to be put on TV. I'm sorry. Someone has to say it. I Like I said last episode, I watch TV to get away from fuckery and reality. Like, we deal with enough shit in this life, in this year alone. Like, nine months out of this year, we were not able to do anything that we used to do. Like, we had a whole three months where we were told to stay home and only go out if necessary. Businesses were closed. Some businesses are still closed. Uh we, we could only go from like home to work or whatever. Many people were laid off. A lot of people are still unemployed. Like there's so much going on that I need a break. I need to watch something stupid. Okay. And if Grey's Anatomy happens to be the one place I feel like I can go and get a break. And now I'm dealing with this shit on this show. Like, come on. So now we had to make Owen a racist. We don't know if Meredith's going to survive. She probably will. Because that's her show. She's an EP, for God's sakes. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Someone just tell me, like, can we get to the end of the season already where we figure out what everything is, what's going on? 
because, you know, she keeps going and they keep telling her, hey, we know you don't want to leave your kids. And then Derek talking about the sand's not real. The beach isn't real. And then she goes and she tells George, hey, Derek told me that the sand isn't real. And he goes, it isn't. Well, okay. Okay. Riddle me this. Like, what? Who cares? (laughs) So she's walking on the beach with George and, you know, she's. Uh, Richard is struggling with making the decisions, even though she made, uh, she made Richard her person because Alex Karev is no longer in the picture and he was her person the whole time after Derek died. So she made chief, well, former chief Weber, uh, her person. So, which is interesting how that went by the way, because it was always someone that she knew for like the longest time, but considering the fact that he used to, you know, mess around with her mom, it would make sense. So, um, by the way, I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy and I just got to the fourth season, I think the second episode. So like I already watched like the Burke Christina wedding meltdown and it was so sad because I'm like, if this shit ever happened to me in real life, I think I'd want to die on the spot. Like, I don't know. Like Christina's a very strong woman. Like I know I'm strong, but that bitch went right back to work. I'm like, I might too though. Cause thinking about, you know, things that you wanted to do and didn't want to do, like when I was working at the Hampton Inn and this was like 2010. So this was 10 years, 10 years ago. It's 21. Cause you imagine, holy shit. So it was one of my first stable jobs I had. I was there almost two years and, uh, I was Thanksgiving comes around. Hotels don't close. So I was scheduled for seven to three and everybody was doing split shifts except for the overnight person because it's 11 to seven and all the festivities have happened, whatever. So they're not missing anything. So I was scheduled seven to three and I was told to work only seven to one. And to be honest with you, most family stuff, not my thing was not my thing back then. And you know, I love family and everything, but those holidays, sometimes I try, I like am hopeful to avoid because a lot of bad interactions have happened on Thanksgiving. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's so loud and chaotic and stuff. And I know I'm being a bitch about it, but it's like, I like quiet. I like quiet a lot. Like when there's a lot of commotion and stuff, I'm easily riled up because It's never commotion you want. It's always a disaster. Someone is always arguing with someone. Someone's always making a mess in the kitchen. Like there's always something that goes wrong at some point. So it's just sometimes it's not a good time. So, uh, so yeah, so back to George and Meredith. So, and you know, the Christina Burke wedding meltdown thing. So, uh, So Meredith and George are walking on the beach and then Richard has to make the decision as to whether or not to put Meredith in a clinical trial. And then, uh, you see Meredith, um, at the end of the episode, you see George and Meredith sitting on a log together, talking about everything. And he, he said to her, he was like, well, before this, before even the end of the episode, he asks Meredith if she dances it out anymore, because when Christina and her, or when Meredith was having a bad day, they used to dance it out together. And she said, uh, I don't dance anymore because she said, I don't dance anymore because Christina left or something, something along those lines. But like, you really, 
you really don't notice those things until someone points it out because, you know, I hadn't noticed the whole dance it out thing. Like she said, not as much because Christina's Christina's gone, like not as much since Christina left, something like that. So because I know she did it once after Derek's funeral, I believe, with um, with what's her name, with the uh, um, with Maggie and Amelia. So she danced with them a little bit. So that's that's that. So she hasn't really done it much, though. And, you know, who would really dance it out at this point? Because there's too much sad shit happening. <laughs> um, speaking of things I'm re-watching, this past Saturday, me and the bean hater, Dan, were watching movies Saturday night. So we watched them. We were on Discord together, and he streamed it for me from his PC. So we watched two movies. We watched Train to Busan, and then we watched Run. Now, Train to Busan is good. And uh, it's good because it's one of those movies that's like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> like, that's exactly what that movie is. So it's essentially, there's a strained father-daughter relationship, obviously. There has to be some kind of conflict mixed in with some zombies and then pulling on your heartstrings at the last minute to make you upset. So the movie in total was like a full circle of emotions and shit. Because when I watch a movie, sometimes I do commentary because... I can be silent in a movie, but I can also be curious in a movie. So you have to tell me which version of myself you want. Because if you're scared and you need me to lighten the tone a little bit, I can make some jokes. So we were watching Train to Busan. And there's just... Here's my thing. You should really watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, We were watching it. The movie, the title is just very self-explanatory. Everything that happens in this movie takes place on a train for the most part. They get off at a train station for like two seconds and then run back onto the train. So, so many things go wrong. It's like nobody's ever watched a zombie movie or horror movie for that matter. Like, the movie takes place in like the most Japanese horror origin land there is. Not orange, origin. That's as polite as I can be, because how have these people not watched any of their own films? Like, we got so many original films from there that we remade American, like The Ring, The Grudge, Shudder. Like, they have Japanese roots, okay? The stupid innocence of the people in this movie are ridiculous. The first scene itself, where there's a man, like, there's a quarantine zone and a truck hits a deer after passing the checkpoint. Hey, man. That deer did, like, a backflip on its way back up during reanimation. Like, the sassiest. Like, you know when breakdancers get down and then jump back up really quick? That's what this deer did. And I was like, okay, dude, we get it. Some crazy shit's about to happen. So, that's it. that was the craziest thing, because you never actually see when an animal gets reanimated. You only see people getting reanimated. Which I thought was pretty cool for the moment and for the genre and style of the film. So that was different. Um, Nobody ever really does that anymore. So I was very proud of that. Sorry if I just made a whole bunch of noise, but I had to reposition my computer because the fan is blowing and I don't want you guys to hear it. So anyway, um, after that, after the whole deer doing the backflip thing, it only gets more ridiculous because, of course, you know, with the father-daughter strained relationship, like... It gets fixed at the end of the movie, obviously, because how could they not resolve that issue? Because the dad was very um, 
absent from the kid's life and the mom lived somewhere else. So the grandmother was essentially taking care of this little girl. And uh, it's in subtitles, by the way, obviously. And uh, not obviously like the Owen shit that happened in Grey's Anatomy, but obviously because it's called Train to Busan. And if you fucking Google it really quick, it's in Japanese or Chinese or whatever. Now, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just, you know, it's not in English. So if you have time to read for an hour and a half, that's your movie. Um, so the long and short of the movie is that, you know, the, in the beginning, an infected person gets on the train and starts a ripple effect through the train cars. And, you know, lo and behold, people are acting like they've never seen any zombie flicks, so they don't know what they're doing. So they go up to the person like, hey, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? And then somebody gets bit. Somebody gets too close. If I see someone who is seizing, kind of, or shaking, kind of, or blood coming from somewhere you can't see, kind of, that's a zombie, dude. Someone has been bitten somewhere, okay? That you should not be that close to them. That's a big no for me. That's a hard pass. That is the hardest pass ever. And you know, I don't know why these people don't know. And like I said, they're in the most horror origin land ever. And I think they got to get it together. So people get way too close. Like that's what I was saying through the entire movie. People get way too close to things they don't know or understand. And that's why people get fucked up. <laughs> like, think about it. Any movie you've ever seen where someone goes, hello, is anyone there? First of all, lower your voice. And second of all, slowly walk to your car with your keys in your hand and strategically put the key in the lock if it's an old in the door if it's that old of a car or fucking hit the key fob bloop, bloop, and get in your car like we don't need to cause all of this commotion see what i'm saying this is the type of stress that the one piece of stress i need that's going to topple the jenga that is my brain okay one false pe one 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 bad move and it's over. One bad move and it's over. And I'm telling you guys, it's gonna go quick. <laughs> I'm gonna topple over quickly. <laughs> so anyway, so all of this happens, and these people. The funniest part about this movie—it's not a funny movie. The the stupid thing that happens in this movie is that these zombies start piling up and cascading over like fucking waves crashing on a beach. Like just rolling, rolling, rolling until they finally block off like one car, one train car where the zombies can't get to and the only survivors remain. And there were so many ballsy moves that happened in between the beginning and the middle of this movie. Like they figured out that these zombies can't see in the dark. So they went through a tunnel and the zombies who were in their face because they had to go and rescue them from another car. So the guy, the dad, had to go save his daughter the there was a 200 pound brick shit house that had to go save his pregnant wife and then there was one other lady like there was other like two other people so they went to go save them and the 200 pound brick shit house was like i'll go in the front this guy with a bat will be in the middle you'll go in the back to the dad so it's just three of them going to save these other three so i was like holy shit this brick shithouse guy is the smartest man ever because he taped up his forearms and everything. Kind of like what they did in World War Z. So a lot of these movies are like taking things from other shit and making it work. So um, so they get 
they get them. They walk towards that one car where there's a couple of zombies and they start fighting them back. The 200 pound guys throwing them at each other, like throwing one zombie into another, which always makes me think of that one meme where one guy is hitting a guy with another guy and it's hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. And it makes me think of this kid, Ryan Hammer, who I used to call the Viking because he used to say that shit all the time when we were out and we used to get drunk and stupid. So it was fun. But not fun at the same time, because who's going to throw someone at another person? The big guy in this movie. So, uh, <laughs> so that's, that was a good part of the movie, because that guy actually put in a lot of effort. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, yeah, so that movie, the situations only get more and more ridiculous. Um, this one guy, though, he's like a businessman. He really only cares about himself tries to keep them from, you know, getting in the safe car on the way back because he claims that one of them got bit, the dad, and he didn't get bit. He was just, the businessman's life was being threatened by this guy. So he, he made everybody turn on them, the people who weren't bitten, by saying that he was bit. So they get banished to another car. And the one old lady who saw her best friend get chewed up, because there was two little old ladies... So the old lady watched her other friend get chewed up and she decides she's had enough of this bourgeois attitude because that's what this businessman is doing. He's passing along his fearful beliefs and scaring everybody into following him. That's basically what's happening. That's kind of like, you know, a, uh, oh my God, a dictator. There we go. See? Found the word. Yes. So, um, she, she was, she was the OG of go fuck yourself because she let that door open and let all them zombies fuck all those people up. So there was like five people left. So it was the dad, the daughter and the poor brick shit house guy got bit trying to, you know, hold back all the zombies to protect his wife and all that. So he's gone. It's really sad. And, uh, by the way, I'd only seen this movie one other time before. So the second time seeing it, I was kind of like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> I was reacting as if I'd never seen it before. So, um, what else? What else? Okay. So there's only five of them left, I think, right? No, there's only three now because no, 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 five. Sorry. So it's the young high school girl, the young high school boy who survived that was on the softball team. Then it's the dad, the daughter and the pregnant chick. And then somehow the stupid business guy and one of the train workers, um, was, was alive still hiding in the bathroom while all the other people were getting chewed up. Then, of course, this prick says that it's safe and the coast is clear. And he goes, and the train guy goes, are you sure? And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, go look. So he pushes this guy into a zombie so that he can escape. I was like, this guy is such a dick. So he's the worst. If you want to really hate someone for an hour and a half, this is, that's what you should be doing. So that's what you should do is watch that movie. Hate that guy. So... Of course, uh, a whole bunch of other drama happens where there's an overturned, um, like overturned train car in the train station they were headed to. So they have to stop and they get out and the conductor says he's going to find another train for them so that they can get on and get to Busan because it's a safe point. So there's military people in Busan. This is why they're going there. So, um, they get there. Well, they don't get there yet. 
they're on their way there because the conductor actually finds a train. But the stupid businessman, of course, throws the conductor like at another zombie so he can escape. Who is driving this train now? This fucking idiot. So, of course, the dad, the daughter and the pregnant chick make it because the teen, the teen girl gets thrown into a zombie by this businessman prick again. Like, wow, this guy is doing a lot of throwing. Like, it's not throwing. He's just, like, shoving them into the zombies. And, of course, she got bit. She turned. And the boy wouldn't leave her. So he got bit and he turned. So that's it. So they're down to three now. The dad, the daughter, and the pregnant lady. So they're on the train to Busan and everything. The fucking prick finally gets bit when he was, uh, after he pushes the conductor away. And, um, hmm. He, uh, him and the dad fight it out. And of course the dad gets bit. So it's really sad. And then he tells the daughter that he has to go after he pushed the prick over the side of the train, which was like, thank fucking God. But now we have to deal with this other situation, which is the dad got bit. So now what? The now what of it all is that he tells her he has to go. And it's the most tearful thing you've ever seen. Because she's crying, she's telling him not to go, and he keeps telling her, I have to go. And she, he tells her to stay with the pregnant chick, like, make sure you keep her safe, you stay with her, keep her safe. So, you know, like, protect her. Because the daughter has always been protecting other people, instead of looking out for herself. Which her dad told her, you know, you can't do that in this type of situation, you have to look out for yourself. Changed his tune, and now needed to protect the pregnant chick. So... Sadly enough, it was it was very sad, and it was sad for the bean hater because he is a new dad, and to a daughter, so he has a girl, and um, she he uh, you see him start to like change a little bit, like he shuts the door to the conductor's car, and he walks out to the to the end of it, and you just see him start to change slowly, and then they do some crazy flashback of when she was first born, and you see her as a baby, and you see him younger. And being like, wow, like, this is my kid. Like, in awe of this little person. And um, it was very sad because you could see him, like, smiling. Like, he, he died with a light heart. But it was very sad because you see everything happening. And you're kind of like, ugh, this thing got me attached. Like, <laughs> like you want to cry, too. Like, right now I'm, like, choking up thinking about it because it's so fucking sad. Um, so... You see him smile, you see his eyes have changed, so they're all, like, whited out a little bit, so it looks like he's blind, and, uh, he throws himself from the train. So that's what happens. And then the little girl and the pregnant chick get, um, get there, and they stop, but the little girl is so sad, but to prove that they're not zombies, she starts singing down this tunnel, and there's actually military people there who help them, so that's how it ended. But fucking man, if you saw how hard, <laughs> how hard we were trying to hold back tears, it was like, ah, like, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So the reason why this episode is titled what it is titled is because like an idiot, I always have to make light of a situation. So I was like, I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, dead guys. And of course... The bean hater fell out. <laughs> and who could blame him? First of all, voice is not that great right now because so dehydrated. But it was like two in the morning. 
<laughs> or was it midnight? I think it was midnight because we were going to watch the second one afterwards, but it didn't work out. So hopefully we can watch the second one this weekend because I haven't seen it yet. And it was just so fucking funny. So the name of the episode is called Shining Shimmering Dead Guys. So there you go. I decided that Saturday while we were watching the shit. So I feel very proud that I was able to retain that information, especially because that was a long ass movie. So now, guys, I've never done this before, but this is a mid-roll ad. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to read it word for word. Hopefully it makes sense to you. And if you're in the area and interested, here's all the information for this uh, Christmas thing. Spartan Guard Services... This is the title on Instagram and Facebook, is doing a holiday help and toy drive. They have partnered with Eat 'em Up Brothers DJs, Vinyl Vixen, Caputo's Pizza, and Jay's Auto Repair and Detailing. Jay's Auto Repair and Detailing. Wow, I can't read. To do a $500 holiday raffle giveaway. The raffle drawing will be on the 22nd, so you have until midnight the 21st to enter. There are two ways of entering this raffle. First, by donating $5 to Spartan Guard Services, or directly to the Ronald McDonald's Foundation and sending proof of the donation as confirmation on the 20th at the event location you can donate a single toy to gain entry. Uh, they also have a day a day of raffle for a $50 gift certificate to Caputo's Pizza in Middletown. Santa will also be present to take photos with the kids, so it'll be a good time for all. To follow the social media, um, follow the social media accounts of Spartan Guard Services for continuous updates and information. That was a mouthful, and I hope that made sense. But basically, there's a raffle going on, and if you want to win $500, you can donate $5 to the Spartan Guard Services or donate to Ronald McDonald Foundation. So if that's something that interests you guys, I could always use $500. (laughs) But if you want the $500, you know, go back and listen to all that. Maybe I'll run it again one more time at the end, just so that everybody has all the information. But now I want to continue with my episode. So the next thing that's going on lately is this this happened yesterday, this incident. So I'm going to give you the yesterday incident and today. Today is Tuesday. Yesterday is Monday. So the question remained yesterday, where is my plexiglass? It was brought up again by my boss, Beth. So this is what happened yesterday. She was enraged like before I even walked in the door and started my day at eight o'clock. Like, cursing her head off annoyed, something I haven't ever seen before. Like, I've seen her mad, but, like, every other word out of her mouth was fuck. And this lady is not that type of woman. She is not like that at all. She's the kindest woman I've ever heard, and she never, like, raises her voice, really. But, like, the COVID stuff that's happening, it's it's high stakes, okay? High stakes situation. A lot of employees are calling, saying they're positive now, and we just don't know what to do with the information being given to us. Like, it's really crazy. Um... So what I'm assuming is, from what I heard of the conversation, is another office got the plexiglass before me, and Beth started wigging out. Uh, She started yelling about how they asked for my plexiglass months ago, and that it's ridiculous that this other office got them first. So then, of course, the head of plant ops came into the office and was showing this other maintenance person how the lights were above my desk. So that's what's going on. I have an L-shaped desk, and I am the first person you see when you walk in the door, which is why they wanted the plexiglass, because it's another layer between me and my mask and a person. Um, so, of course, you know, Anthony Soul is the director of plant ops. He brings James over, and he's like, oh, check out how the lights are and how you're going to position it and this and that and how you want to do it, so whatever. So, um, so Monday morning, I'm nobody's immediately 100% awake or in tune to what they need to do on a Monday 
from a Monday to Friday basis. Like everybody hates the work week. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. So this guy, James was like, yeah, we're going to have to straddle the lights. (laughs) You said what? You got to straddle what? Like what straddle? Like that's not, that's not, that's not a word you would use to figure out how you're going to get across some lights. Like, I've never heard that word used in any other way besides a sexual encounter. Okay? And that just might be me, and I'm a little bit of a pervert. (laughs) Who isn't? (laughs) But, like, straddle lights. It just makes you think of the stupidest shit. Like, are light bulbs going to be under someone while they sit on top of them? You know what? It's stupid. Stupid things like that come to my head all the time. But it's just, you don't say that out loud. (laughs) You don't say that out loud. Uh... Anyway, so the the reason behind the plexiglass, because I feel like I've explained this enough, um, the doctor that works in my facility that I do not like consistently has something to say about me not wearing a mask at my desk when people walk in. Also, this was a heavy focus last week because, like I said, the Department of Health visited twice and made us completely miserable for those two days. Because one day they actually left early. The second time they came, they stayed pretty much till 3.30. And, you know, the end of my workday is 4 o'clock, and usually Beth and Cheryl leave at 3.30. Arlene leaves whenever. And it's usually never before us. So when she does, it's kind of like a parade. So the plexiglass, like I said, is supposed to be a second barrier along with my mask. That being said, wearing a mask eight hours a day in a place where nobody actually hangs out and everybody, like, walks by. Like, come on, give me a break. Like, no one actually lingers to talk to me, and everybody who does is wearing a mask. So, Okay. And I've been negative every week for COVID. So, like, give me a fucking break. Like, if I was going to get COVID, I would have gotten it when I was in Florida. Because they just live on their own planet and are always doing their own shit. They don't follow any kind of rules. Those people give no fucks. Um, But anyway, they're living on planet freedom. We're living on planet pandemic. And doors closed, masks on, please. Like, that's what it is. But here's another update for you. I got my plexiglass today. (laughs) So from one day to the next, I was without and now I'm with. So that's cool. Um, But another interesting thing got said during this shit, (laughs) which is, check this out. Check this out. I'm going to say the whole story for you. I'm not even going to say just the line. So while the installation was happening today, lovely and appropriateness always finds my desk. It really does. And it doesn't have to be words that come from me. So James, again, was one of the plant ops people that came yesterday, like yesterday, day prior, to take a look at everything. Because today is Tuesday, yesterday is Monday. Um, so there was a lot of noise happening because he had to cut the chains and, you know, you know, fasten it the way it's supposed to be. And like I said, a lot of noise was happening. So my boss comes out and she goes, uh, sounds like someone's getting tied up out here. Without missing a beat, this guy, James, goes, that's next. Hey, what's going on here? What's going on here? We county employees cannot be that bored where we're, you know, resorting to fucking sexual jokes. (laughs) Can't be. I know I'm not that bored because I keep all of that stuff to myself. (laughs) I keep all that stuff to myself. Like, really? This is what we're doing? Sorry if you can hear the fan, guys. I'm really, like, trying to balance this on a book now on my lap. And it sounds, like, crazy right now. Um, 
ridiculous. Like, really? Like, who's getting tied up here? Because it ain't me. Tell you that. Tell you that. It is not your girl. I'm not getting tied up anywhere. So, uh, let me see this really quick. I gotta close this out. Sorry, I had to close the window. Um, so... Also, I handed in my resignation letter. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Teared up. Teared up a lot. Giving it to my boss because, you know, such a lovely woman. And if the circumstances were different, I would have stayed on. But circumstances are not different. Um, COVID has taken over most of the things around here that I love. So I've got to go. And I finally, I made it very clear that I was leaving. Um, earlier in the month, I mentioned it, but this was now the time to hand in my letter. My boss though was really funny about it because she said, um, she goes, she said, I knew that was coming when I, when you told me that your parents were moving to Florida. And, you know, when she said that to me, I kind of had to think about it in my head because I was like, um, they moved last June. Yeah. They moved last June. So we're like a year and a half later. So that actually makes no sense. So I told her, I was like, you know, I came to this decision after I visited them in November, like last month in the beginning of the month when I went to go see them. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I told her, I was like, I really don't have anything left here. Um, you know, situations being what they are and my support system's down there. So it's where I'm going to go. It's where I'm headed. It's where I'll be the most comfortable, I'm sure. Uh, it's a big decision, though. It's very risky, very risky. Um, still looking for jobs. Haven't really landed one yet. I'm really hoping I do because I'm getting notifications that my applications and resumes are being looked at and whatever. Did a couple of interviews since I've been back, you know, and, uh, you know, just keeping my fingers crossed. Everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. And I just really need the naysayers to stop it because that shit is so frustrating. And another thing that's frustrating is people who know how to push the right buttons and know what to say to get under my skin, because that's going to stop too. That is so going to stop because if I hear one more thing or one more negative thing, I'm telling you, my brain is broken, dude. My brain is going to break and you're not going to like it when I become that person whose brain breaks because that's when I'm really not going to care about much. So you're going to be dealing with a whole other person who's not going to have time for anybody's shit. And I'm just not going to care anymore. I'm probably going to be the meanest person I've ever been in my life. And I can feel it coming. It's right there. Like it's bubbling under the surface. Like I swear to God, if there's any more underhanded, like just if you're sorry, be sorry. Because I don't want to hear that. Oh, I know I didn't speak to you nicely. Come on, man. I know you know. And it shouldn't have taken you a month to say something to me about it. Like that's another thing that's annoying. Like just, you know, <laughs> I'm coming to the point where, you know, when people don't admit when they're wrong about something, that's a that's not really a fatal flaw, but it's a flaw because you're not taking responsibility for anything. And me, I had a lot of growing up to do recently. And, you know, a lot of things happened that were my fault and I've apologized and taken responsibility for it. And I'm very understanding, but come on, like, <laughs> Stop fucking with me because I'm so tired. I'm so tired of fighting with everybody. I'm so tired of everybody getting my nerves. I don't even know what to do next. And, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm frustrated all the time and I'm tired. Frustrated and exhausted. So at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And that's it. That is it. 
I respect everybody for the advice they give me. I love everybody that gives me advice. I will choose what I want to do. Okay? Does everybody understand that? Are we clear? It couldn't be more clear. Anyway, speaking of, you know, being old and, you know, making decisions, does anybody else feel like they're 155 years old lately? Like, I only ask that because I've been experiencing the worst back pain of my life in, that, that I've ever experienced in my life. And a lot of it has to do with me going from sitting at a desk at my job to sitting at my desk at home to now sitting in bed upright. And, you know, I have a, I have an arch, like a deep arch in my back and I cannot like get comfortable laying on my back. Like it, it pains me to lay on my back. Like I have to lay sideways and then I'm looking sideways and then my neck is all fucked up. And I'm like, this is cool. This is quite the example of 2020. You can't get comfortable. So you have to reposition yourself. 2020 is restless leg syndrome. There it is. 2020 is restless leg syndrome. If you don't know what that is, restless leg syndrome is when your feet, when the rest of your body is asleep and your feet want to do like the Viennese waltz or some tap dance shit or some jumping jacks while you're trying to go to sleep. That's what that is. That's what that is. 2020 is restless leg syndrome. We are never going to be comfortable. We are never going to get that good night's sleep we're supposed to. Everybody's in stress and living in fear. Living in fear. Over the past weekend, uh, everybody's freaking out because of COVID and how short-staffed we're going to be. Because, you know, when Thanksgiving came around, everybody was doing group gatherings, family gatherings of more people than they were supposed to, I'm sure. And now people are positive. I'm telling you, last week, I'd never gotten so many calls from employees saying they were positive. And now it's back on the units with the residents. And it's just, it's back and everybody's freaking out. And like, come on, guys. Like, if you're doing the proper shit, you're not going to get it. That's what it is. If you do the proper shit and follow the rules, you're not going to get it. That's what people don't understand. Like, just do what you're supposed to. Wash your hands. Wear your equipment. Like, do what you have to do. Because I can't deal with any more people freaking me out over stuff. I can't. I can't. Or we're going to, my brain's going to topple over like Django. That's it. So, uh, another thing I'm experiencing, which fucking is ridiculous. How is the rest of my body warm in bed and my feet are freezing? What is that? What is that about? I don't have bad circulation. My blood pressure is great. What is that? You would think my blood pressure would be worse because of how angry I get on this podcast. (laughs) But what's funny is I go to my doctor. She took my blood pressure and she's like, it's great. It's definitely like 116 over 70 or some shit. And I'm like, oh, cool. But like high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, (laughs) running my family for some reason. Actually, not for some reason. It's just we don't eat correctly. We don't eat what we're supposed to. I do. I experiment with food all the time. I love vegetables. My sisters, on the other hand, do not. My sisters, on the other hand, only got into broccoli because I introduced them to it in a steamer bag. That's how you know. That's how you know I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Anyway, because I can manipulate kids into eating food they don't want to. (laughs) Stupid. That's what's funny, too. Um, I probably told this story before. Abigail and Addison did not even know how good a ham and cheese sandwich is with like mayo and salt and pepper on it. 
Oh, I introduced them to that when they were younger. I used to call it the magic. I was like, do you want a sandwich with magic on it? And they would always say yes. And they were little, so they didn't even know what I was talking about. So um, I used to love it because it was so cute because they would eat it. And then, of course, later on down the road, when they were older, older, I was like, you know, you're eating mayo, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, how can you be disgusted over something you ate willingly? You can't be mad now because you did it. You can't. So they were like, ew, mayo. Like, because now they know what it is and they cannot be bothered. And I'm like, you know, mayo is in tuna, right? Like you're eating tuna and there's mayo in it. Like, hello. <laughs> Another thing you can't be mad about, fucking tuna, because it has mayo in it. Anyway, so that's how I would get them to eat, though. I would like trick them into some shit because, you know, I've been a caretaker my whole life. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm like this. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm now living my life, because I've been raising kids my whole life. (laughs) I'm acting up in my old age. How stupid. (laughs) So, but yeah, so I've played The Sims in a while, and I really want to, but I just took it off my computer, because I've been playing other shit now. So I've been playing Warzone, um, Call of Duty, and then Black Ops Cold War, I've been playing that. I got into some Rocket League lately. Like, Rocco's trying to teach me some stuff. And uh, it's cool and everything. I'm trying to learn, trying to be good. And, you know, I'm trying, but we'll see. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, another friend of ours, he used to be called Chef Dan, but now he's called Hunter. Uh, he streams a lot during the day, and somehow my reception holds up to watch. So I was watching it all day today. Well, all day yesterday. Today he kind of quit in the middle because he wasn't in the mood. But it was still good entertainment. Um, he's a rageaholic, I feel like, but it's still pretty funny to watch, still entertaining. But like, what's funny is, is that he stopped streaming and then like apologized for stopping streaming. And I'm like, dude, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Like sometimes there's days where, you know, here's the thing. If you're a content creator and you're not in the mood to do something, people can tell. People can tell. Like you have to have this certain kind of energy and pizzazz to keep people engaged and, you know, not wondering if you're all right. Like, I don't want anyone who listens to this to ever wonder if I'm all right, because the answer is no. (laughs) The answer is no. But I'm still going to put out episodes because what else am I going to do? What else can we do with our free time? Nothing. There's nothing to do. I swear to God, I feel a pimple coming in on my chin. My chin is killing me. I know exactly where it's going to be. And it's just terrible. Anyway. So, so that's, that's my core issue right now. I feel a pimple coming in and my jaw hurts. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that that you can feel the pain of it before it shows up? Um, I think my antidepressants are working because I, I feel oddly okay. Um, but when you hear things like, you know, your high school sweetheart getting engaged, it's not really fun to hear because you're like, oh, okay, I'm 31. He's 31. He got someone to want to marry his crazy ass. And I am still here. And I know I shouldn't do that game where, you know, the I'm still here, what am I doing wrong game, but it's really hard to do. Because like, most of the people I went to high school with, like the group of kids I hung out with are all married, or all in like serious relationships. And it just always makes me feel like that I'm feel like I'm doing something wrong. And I shouldn't feel like that. I'm not supposed to compare my life because everybody's life is different. But when I was younger, I always used to think my life would be different at this age. And it's not. 
but it's not, you know, I got my bachelor's degree, which is quite an accomplishment. So I'm fine with that. That's great. The next thing would be to get a job in my field, which I can't seem to do because every place wants experience. And the only experience I really have for my degree is internships. And it's only six months. And that's not enough for some people. So I have got to figure something else out. And, you know, while I'm working at wherever I'm working, I will keep applying to case management jobs. And we'll see. We'll see where it gets me. Uh, I'm never going to stop pushing for things. I'm just hoping that next year is better. And we all say that every year and it turns out to be the same shit. But I know COVID's not going away December 31st at 11.59. So that's going to be what it is. And I just, uh, I'm hoping things get better. And if COVID's going to be here, it's going to be here and it doesn't matter. Um, also, why is Donald Trump still in the White House? <laughs> this is not a political podcast, but it's like, you know, when the last kid in the playground who doesn't want to leave, who causes a big scene kicking and screaming. Also, how is it that this guy, Julio, who we game with a lot, be Rocco, him and Dan, how is it that yesterday we were talking in discord chatting? <laughs> now, this is the stupidest thing I'm going to say to you because I've said a lot of dumb shit on here, but that's fine. So <laughs> he said, Hey, Joe Biden sniffs kids. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, are you just finding out about this? <laughs> he said, yeah. He's like, and this is who's going to be our president? I was like, dude, it's so late for you to be asking these questions. Like, it already happened, dude. <laughs> like, I can't even believe it. Like, that's why I'm laughing. Like, I can't even believe he had the nerve to ask that. Also, watching Hunter's stream today, I'm going back and forth between a lot of stuff. But this shit is so dumb. So... Hunter went to take a break really quick. He went to grab a snack. He came and sat back down and started streaming again. And he was like, I had to get some chocolate. So I said, so I asked him, um, what kind of, I said to him, oh, I was just going to ask you what kind of snack it was. And he said it was a Snickers. And then he goes, do you have Snickers in America? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, are you kidding? <laughs> That's like a Julio question. Like, I was going to say, I didn't know Julio was here. <laughs> he was like, but do you call them Snickers? Are you kidding? Like, I got to, you know, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Snickers is like an American candy. Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> like, now I'm looking this shit up just to, you know. Just to look. Just to look. Oh, my God. It was introduced in 1930, bro. <laughs> this fucking candy's been around forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, the world's best-selling candy bar. Dude, it doesn't even tell me where it originated from. But, you know, Mars candy is in America. So, like, what? Like, what the fuck? I can't believe someone had the nerve to ask. Let's see, Snickers Origins, because I really got to do this. You know, I have to do this. Otherwise, it's going to it's going to kill me. 
Mars Incorporated, let's say. Yeah, United States. Come on. <laughs> I found it really quick. I hope it's right, though, because I looked at Wikipedia for that. Um, so, yeah. So he had the nerve to ask that question. I was just flabbergasted. Like, I couldn't even believe it. So I had to tell Rocco. And Rocco goes, really? This is what's happening this morning? <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> like, that's that's it. That's all I've got. Um, let's see. So I'm going to do this ad read one more time as we bring this episode to a close and, uh, in support of my homeboy. So let's try this again. And hopefully, you know, I don't, um, stumble through it like I did before. So holiday season is upon us and my buddy's, um, my buddy's company, Spartan Guard Services, that's the name on Instagram and Facebook, is doing a holiday help and toy drive. They've partnered with Eat 'Em Up Brothers DJs, Vinyl Vixen, Caputo's Pizza, and Jay's Auto Repair and Detailing to do a $500 holiday raffle giveaway. The raffle drawing will be on the 22nd, so you have until midnight the 21st to enter. There are two ways of entering. First, by donating $5 to Spartan Guard Services, or directly to the Ronald McDonald's Foundation and sending proof of donation as confirmation or on the 20th at the event location, you can donate a single toy to gain entry. They also have a day of raffle for a $50 gift certificate to Caputo's Pizza in Middletown, New York. Santa will also be present to take photos with the kids, so it will be a good time for all. To follow, um, please follow the social media accounts of Spartan Guard Services for continuous updates and information on this raffle. So that is for my friend. Uh, he is the owner of Spartan Guard Services. He does security and such. And um, if you're interested in that raffle, I've read the information twice. Uh, $500 is great for any time. Um, $500, uh, $500 helps anyone out. Especially around the holidays when you have to buy gifts or last minute gifts. It's a good chunk of change to have. Um, also, just uh, wanted to wrap things up with you guys on my own stuff. And, you know, just moving ahead. Got two more episodes this year, which is frightening. And because uh, next year it's going to be, you know, whole new location. <laughs> whole new location. Uh, my guests will probably be like, far away now. <laughs> um, I'm also probably going to be co-running or co-hosting another podcast with my friend James McDonald, who is the owner of Spartan Guard Services. And I actually have to get my list to him of topics before this happens because he wants to start next week and we've got a lot to discuss. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be good. Um, I'll keep you posted on what the name is. I'll probably post it on social media. Well, it'll probably be everywhere. I'm still going to be doing my own podcast because I'm not giving this up for anything in the world. Even if the world does end, someone will be listening to this at some point. Someone in space, someone in a cave somewhere. Uh, Someone will be listening. So uh, just want to say love you guys. Love my mom. (laughs) Love you, Julie. Like, I got to start doing shout outs to her every day because, you know, she's, she's just the best. I love you guys. And like I said, if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Help this baby grow. Um, And I will catch you next week. And anytime you're listening to this, I hope you're having a cuckoo day, guys. Bye.